Hi, and welcome to That One Conversation, the podcast where we share those conversations that have formed us into the person we are today, and in doing so, they create a ripple effect of positive change, all from That One Conversation. I'm Laurie Rowe, the host of this podcast, and I'm on a mission. My mission is to create connection, community, and change through the curation and cultivation of conversation. Join me each week as my guests share about that one conversation that changed their lives, because it might just change yours too. Today, I'm so excited to have my friend Sarah Kalofian coming to join us on that one conversation. Sarah and I met probably, I don't know, eight years ago or so. I met her through Community Bible Study, which is a wonderful Bible study um, offered across the the world for women women and men and children that want to dig deeper into the Word of God. And some of my dearest friends have come through Community Bible Study, and Sarah has been the teaching leader of the chapter in Lynchburg, Virginia. And then our kids have also gone to school together, and we have just enjoyed kind of having that um, friendship where we know that if we ever sat down for coffee, we would never stop talking. And so this is probably going to be that conversation. And so welcome <laughs> today, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank and you, Lori. I'm really excited as well. That, and yeah. Sarah is in Virginia. And so I am just thrilled to dig into the wisdom that Sarah has to share with us today and what it is that's on her heart. So Sarah, we're going to start off by talking about that one conversation that you had. And I would love for you to just set it up for us. You know, give us the context of where were you? What was going on in your life? What kind of person were you at that time? And then we'll shift over into what that conversation was. So set it up for us. Well, first of all, it's kind of hard to like narrow down to one conversation. So this yeah. was an exciting um, assignment. And um, it was neat because uh, God just reminded me before I opened your your invitation, he reminded me of this conversation. So I believe that he wants me to highlight this conversation. I was 21 years old. I was in nursing school at the University of Virginia. I was growing in my relationship with the Lord. I was involved in fellowship of Christian athletes. And then in the summer, I had attended some beach project discipleship um, training opportunities. And I was already working with young women and encouraging them. And they were like seeking God about my future. And what did he have for me as a nurse? I knew I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to be a missionary. When I was 12 years old, I went forward at my church when the pastor gave the invitation. I felt called to be a missionary, and I said yes, and I really took it to heart. And somewhere in that same time in my life, I started thinking about being a nurse, and it was just natural to me to be a caregiver and uh, want to work with people. That summer, I had really been seeking God. This was 1993 about this call, and I was reading Amy Carmichael about being a single uh, missionary and how she impacted so many lives, and I was so excited. I had met a young man, his name was Michael, and he was in medical school, and he was wonderful, and I sensed that God had brought us together at the right time, and that he truly was everything that he, God knew I needed, and that I had even asked the Lord for. And he and I had had some conversations about missionary work, and I would talk to him, and he had mm. no inclination, no nudging, nothing. Um, and I didn't want to 
force it on him. So I just thought, hmm, how is this going to work? Because I think I'm supposed to be a missionary. Amy Carmichael said yes to being a single missionary. She said no to a man. And that was part of her testimony. So I was really wrestling with this question. So forward to winter. Um, it's right at the new year. There's this conference, a winter conference. And so it was December, January. I'm not sure um, what day it was. But I heard this couple minister at this medical conference for med students, nursing students, all kinds of young people seeking God's call in their life. And their name were, uh, was Skip and Buzzy. And they were sharing. And they were just so winsome and so adorable together. They, they were called together and they just flowed. And Buzzy got up on the stage and shared a little bit about how they met. And um, something in what she said prompted me to want to seek her out for her wisdom. Mm. I was pretty shy back then. I am much more bold nowadays. Mm-hmm. But when I was that age, I was pretty shy. And for some reason, I had the boldness to approach Buzzy afterwards and ask her if I, would, if I could meet with her. And she granted me that request. We met the next day. And I think it was lunchtime, but I remember sitting at a table in the hotel um, of the, where the conference was being hosted and having a conversation and just sharing my heart. And, you know, she listened. She granted me her attention, her friendship, her fellowship, her wisdom, her mm-hmm. sisterhood. And she was definitely more of a mother in the spirit at this point. Um, and I was just comforted that I could share what was going on in my head and the questions and the struggle with this woman. Mm-hmm. After she listened, she said, Sarah. If God has called you to mission work, and when I'm talking mission work, I thought overseas. Africa. If God has called you Africa. Exactly. Yeah. If God has called you to mission work, and God has called you to marry Michael, then God will call Michael to do mission work as well. And I was like, right. wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a thought. So I just obviously got the memo sooner um, <laughs> about the mission field. So I had this release in my spirit. I had mm. peace. I wanted the kind of marriage that she and her husband get had. That's the yeah. kind of marriage I saw in, in my future. Um, that camaraderie, that fellowship, that side by side. Well, the rest is history. We were married 1994. Um, uh, in September, September 10th, we have three beautiful daughters and we've had such a rich life of serving God together mm. everywhere. Whatever city he's called us to, um, and it's medical. I've been a nurse. He's a doctor. And I really support him in his call as a doctor. He really is called and he serves his patients beautifully. People come up to me in the community here and they say, are you married to Dr. Kalafian? He's my doctor and my doctor prayed for me. Can you believe it? My doctor prayed for me. And uh, that's just a little snippet of our life together. But we also serve um, in our church. We lead worship in church. We've led worship for 20 years now together. We also serve our families and just people one-on-one, and we have actually done medical missions together, (laughs) which is just the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. We believe that when we retire, that we will do more medical missions together, that the Mm -hmm. call hasn't ended. It's still developing. The most recent trip was to Argentina two years ago, and we had, before COVID, and we had such joy, and our, our youngest daughter went with us, which was incredible fulfillment, too. And then the funny part about God is that my, my husband, Michael, has been on more medical mission trips than I have. Way yeah, more. That's, that's the clincher, <laughs> right? That's great. That's the clincher. That conversation impacted me greatly. Mm. So it was if God has called you to mission work, mm-hmm. and if God has called you and Michael to be together, then yeah. God will call him to mission work as well. Yeah. And that um, reminds me a little bit about my own relationship with Jeremy, because before I got married, 
I felt like the Lord had given me a profession, not mm. a call to be in Africa, which is, you know, growing right. up, I was around missionaries and um, my dad was in ministry. And so I felt like that was kind of going to be what I did. And then but that's not what happened. And I, I yeah. really knew the Lord was saying, you're a professional and you're going to earn <laughs> the income to support mm-hmm. mission work exactly. and to travel. Like I had this literal vision of going out and coming back and going out. Mm. So like going out into the field and coming back, but always in a professional context, never Mm -hmm. raising money. Mm -hmm. And so when I met Jeremy, we shared with each other our heart about mission work and about the missionaries that we supported and about how we both had a call in our lives to be professionals, but that Mm -hmm. we had a heart for those that were in the field working. Mm -hmm. And it was just like one of the many confirmations that we were meant to be together. And, and I, I think that that is so important for anybody that is thinking about a marriage, right? Yeah. To be not just aligned, but to talk about it, you like get it out in the yeah. open and to seek counsel when you're conflicted as opposed to trying to make it work out. And it may be that the mm-hmm. answer is yes, you're meant to be together, but it may also be that the answer is this isn't it. You know, and that's, I think, where the fear comes in. And, you know, just as a testimony to seeing you and Michael in the community, because I used to be in your community and he was never my doctor, but I knew that he was a well-respected doctor. And I have such Mm -hmm. incredible respect for anybody in the medical profession who is living out their faith. And I think that Mm -hmm. that intersection of faith and science is so Mm -hmm. important because Mm -hmm. God is a God of order. God is a God that has given us the gift of the medical community and I think that being able to bring the the faith mm-hmm. aspect into the medical community is so important. So mm-hmm. thank you for how you and mm-hmm. Michael serve. And I will just piggyback on that too. One more thing is that even in where we live now, we mm-hmm. can see how God has moved us yeah. because of a profession, yet the work that we're doing is very much about kingdom work. So um, it doesn't have to be Africa. It doesn't That's at right. all. <laughs> Let's shift this conversation over to, obviously, the conversation that you had with Buzzy, which is like, mm-hmm. can we just say that's such a fun name? Isn't that adorable? The conversation with Buzzy was a clarifying conversation for you. And yeah. obviously, we've seen the rewards of, or the fruit, rather, of how yeah. that conversation has manifested. But put some more flesh on that and tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about how you pay that, for, that conversation forward. Because I know you mentor a lot of young mm-hmm. ladies. And I would love to hear from you about how you've taken that to heart and shared it with others, because I can imagine that you have. Yes. Well, I truly value Christian marriage. Mm -hmm. And I have had one-on-one conversations with young women who are struggling with the same questions of who do I marry and how do I know if he's the one they might be struggling to in a relationship that's not from the Lord and they're trying to figure out, will there ever be another one? I've had the opportunity to raise the bar and say, if you're called to marry someone, you'll be called together. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's just truly a gift to recognize in marriage that you're called together. It really unifies you. It is about love and, and the emotions and the, you know, and the relationship, but it's so much more. And um, there's this unity of the spirit that you have as a married couple. So I've raised the bar with young women and prayed with them and sought the Lord with them, you know, together alongside them. And then of course, shared my story with my girls and others who want to hear the testimony of how God brought us together. Recently, I'm at this age where, you know, I'm in the middle <laughs> and I'm, it, it's hitting me 
you're not just a big sister anymore. You're you're called to be a mother in the spirit. I've been a sister mm. in the spirit, but yeah. now God's calling me to motherhood. And I've been like, Lord, I want to do this. I want to do this well. And I I find myself praying and crying out for the next generation. I want to pass the baton. I want to see them growing in the in the word of God and, and rooted in his in his love and in his calling and his purposes for their lives. So this is just something that the Lord is stirring in my heart. When he reminded me of this conversation just last week, I I got really excited. I want to pay it forward even more. I want to speak on this more. I want, I don't, I don't know. I want to address this concern more, um, the joy and the call of marriage and and the sanctity of it and the beauty of it um, Mm -hmm. in the Christian conference. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's really rich. And, you know, from where I've been, in watching you, I have always thought that you were more than a sister. You are a mother to so many, mm-hmm. especially in the community Bible study community. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of young moms. Mm-hmm. And in the trenches of mm-hmm. young motherhood, yeah. marriage is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think even hearing from you the conversation not making the decision to get married, but sometimes mm-hmm. making the decision to stay married yeah. is really important. That is just something I want to share. Like I just think that's something that you need to re- be reminded of because mm-hmm. you are in such a position to share and remind and equip and empower mm-hmm. women of all ages that mm-hmm. marriage is hard, but it is also a calling mm-hmm. and you're called yeah. together. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Well, yeah. let's shift over to the the pay it backwards portion. I want to mm-hmm. shift back over now to the third part of our conversation today, and that is talking mm-hmm. about paying it backwards. And tell us about Buzzy. Did you ever have a chance to tell her what it meant to you to have this conversation? That's a really fun question. Recently, God was prompting me that this it's important to thank people who've impacted you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was reading a devotional and it was telling me, thank someone who's blessed you. And the Lord just recently gave me the opportunity to reach back to Buzzy. I was having a conversation on Friday with someone in the same ministry. It was the Navigator's ministry that Buzzy was part of. I was chatting and sharing this testimony with her. And she said, what was this woman's name? And I struggled to remember her name, even though Buzzy is a familiar name. Sure. I said, it's a cute name. It's like Dolly, but it's not Dolly. And this friend said, well, that's not helpful. And then I said, wait, wait, wait. It sounds like, it sounds like Bunny. And I said, it sounds like Bunny. The name sounds like Bunny. And she said, okay, I don't know any bunnies in the Navigator ministry, but let me think about it for a minute. And then she came back to me. We were in this large group of women. We were just fellowshipping, having brunch together. So she came back to me and she said, would her name be Buzzy? And was she married to Skip? And I said, that's it. So she said, I'm friends with Buzzy. She's still alive. Oh my. She's had some health issues in the past few years. I was wondering, can I share this testimony with her? I said, oh, please. I would rejoice. I would love that you share this testimony with her. Mm-hmm. So she emailed her that day and shared. And Buzzy remembered the moment, the conversation, which I'm so honored and blessed to know. And I asked, this friend of ours, this mutual friend, can I please reach back and connect with Buzzy? Sure. So she she got her um, email permission, and I've emailed her and sent her a letter thanking her and 
just letting her know what an impact she's made on me. You know, I really actually want to reach back more and learn from her. Mm, Um, Maybe I can find some old teachings, um, maybe a book that she and her husband have written. They are, they're impactful in the navigator ministry, their life and uh, their call and their purpose. They've impacted many thousands, hundreds of thousands of young people. So I want to learn from her. I want to glean from her wisdom how to reach the next generation. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. How, how old is Buzzy now? In her 90s. Wow. So. What a rich life <laughs> that has yeah. been for the two of them. And wow, what a gift that she remembers that moment. Mm-hmm. I bet yeah. that there are thousands of individuals that have been impacted by conversations they had with Buzzy. And mm-hmm. you are but one and a big one. And yeah. I think that's such a reminder that our words are so powerful when we listen mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit, when we listen to the intuition, the gut that we have that says, say something, that we listen mm-hmm. to that prompting and we yeah. share what is in yeah. our heart. And so thank you to Buzzy and Ooh, how awesome yeah. <laughs> that you have already connected with her, even just this, you know, recently. So that is amazing. And I want to encourage our listeners today to think about the person that gifted you with the gift of that one conversation. And how can you thank them? How can you honor the work that they've done and how they have impacted your life, but not just yours, but the lives of those around you? Because if it hadn't been the conversation that Buzzy gave Mm -hmm. you, Sarah, Mm -hmm. you and Michael may never have had this incredibly rich life a life mm-hmm. of um, not just serving God, but serving each other, serving your community, blessing you with these three amazing daughters that are also mm-hmm. in community and in, in loving the Lord and, you know, and even have impacted our life. You know, our, your, your youngest and my son Carter were in yeah. a show together and just thinking mm-hmm. about how God used and orchestrated the words of Buzzy to impact mm-hmm. so many. So if you're listening today and you have that person in your life, pick up the phone, get out a card, drive to their house, fly across the country, whatever it is, to let them know what a difference that they made with that one conversation they gave you. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here today. Would you you, just take a quick moment and tell our listeners about Community Bible Study? And if somebody is listening today and they live in a community where there is a CBS, but maybe they don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Could you just give us a quick little shout out about CBS and how people can get involved? Yes. Community Bible Study is a wonderful ministry available to all, to uh, women and men who've studied the Bible for many years or are just opening up the Bible for the first time. It's non-denominational. There are people that come together from across many walks of life and understandings and experiences in the Word of God. And it's the pure Word of God. And they meet about 30 weeks out of the year, and they're available in many communities around us um, all over the United States and internationally. The curriculum is rich. You study the Bible for yourself. You learn how to study the Word for yourself, how to understand it. And then there's wonderful commentary. There are discussions that we have in the class. It's studying, and then there's teaching as well. So it's multifaceted, and by the time you've completed one of the courses, you are just so strengthened in your understanding of the Word of God, but also in your relationship with God. So I highly recommend it. It's available in the daytime. There are evening classes. And to find out more, go to communitybiblestudy.org. And you can search and find out if there's a class in your area, or you can join a Zoom class anywhere in the United States at this point since the pandemic. That's one of the blessings of the pandemic is that we can now Mm -hmm. meet virtually across the world, really, and never miss out. 
So that's exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I am just honored that you're sharing with us. And I hope that I, I don't hope. I pray that the Lord gives you many opportunities to share that one conversation with many other people, men, women, children, teens, whatever age. And thank you for being our guest today. Thank you, Lori. Enjoyed it. It was such an honor to have Sarah on today's episode. I think it's important when we hear a conversation, we need to also reflect on it and allow it to change us and to help us grow. Today, I had a couple of thoughts on this conversation that I had with Sarah. And as I reflect upon her conversation with Buzzy, I wanted to share what I learned. The first thing is that sometimes a conversation is gifted to us when we least expect it. But sometimes, as is the case with Sarah, a conversation is actually sought out. Sarah was really confident in the individual that she was and in who she was becoming. She knew the kind of advice she was seeking and the kind of person she was seeking it from. So my first takeaway from this conversation with Sarah is that because she was clear on the call in her life, she knew the kind of counsel she needed. That doesn't mean she knew what the conversation held or the kind of advice that she was actually going to get, but she knew she needed counsel. And it wasn't just anyone that she needed to seek advice from. She sought the counsel from an older woman, someone who'd been there and done that, someone who could offer a perspective to Sarah that was sound and not biased. I love that she was at a missionary conference when she met Buzzy and that she recognized Buzzy was the kind of person who was quite frankly doing what Sarah wanted to do. She was a missionary, married to a missionary. So sometimes we seek out those conversations. And other times those conversations are really unexpected and out of the blue. The second thing I took away from this conversation with Sarah is that Sarah, she really heeded the advice of Buzzy. She went ahead and she married Michael. And sure enough, the impact that they have had on people is only going to be known in eternity. You know, what's intriguing to me and kind of illustrates the point that I want I want us to have in these conversations is that not only did Sarah's conversation with Buzzy impact Michael, impact the girls that they had and, you know, their extended families, but it really has impacted countless people. It's not just Michael's patients and the people in their churches or the people in their community, but we will really never know how many people have been impacted as a result of that conversation that Buzzy had with Sarah over 25 years ago. That's actually a lot of people that have been impacted, including myself. And now you've been impacted by this conversation. Talk about ripple effects from one conversation. Isn't that incredible? There's one more thing I want to share with you about my conversation with Sarah. We recorded this episode a while ago. And Sarah recently reached out to me to let me know Buzzy has left this earth. But because of the episode that we recorded and the conversation that Sarah and I had about Sarah's conversation with Buzzy, it inspired Sarah to reach out to Buzzy and to begin a dialogue with her. She was able to share with her about the impact that one conversation had on her life. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being Buzzy? And receiving that that feedback, what a gift that Sarah gave to Buzzy, letting her know 
that that one conversation had literally changed the course of Sarah's life forever. Would you do me a favor? After today's episode, would you leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts? Those reviews are a form of podcast currency, and they will help others find out about that one conversation. I'd also love to hear from you. Hop over to my website, thatoneconversation.com, and you'll find all the ways that you can connect with me. In closing today, I want to remind you that one conversation can truly change the course of one's life. In a day and age where we can access people 24-7, there's no reason you can't call a friend, schedule a Zoom call, or meet someone for coffee to connect over conversation. Will you do that this week? Will you cultivate the conversations in your life.